This podcast is brought to you by the Village of Bedford Park, your home for business. Over 450 businesses strong and growing with a safe, reliable Lake Michigan water supply. Visit VOBPBiz.com and bring your business home to the Village of Bedford Park. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is Chicago's all-news station. News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM. Now, the WBBM Noon Business Hour. Welcome to the WBBM Noon Business Hour, presented by the Village of Bedford Park. I'm Jim Goodis. The labor shortage is making it a good time to negotiate while considering a new job as multiple offers could be coming your way. And we'll cover that in our next segment. But right now, the report on housing starts is out while we're hearing from the former president of the Kansas City Federal Reserve. And to talk about all that, we're joined by Diane Swank, the chief economist at Grant Thornton here in Chicago. So first, Diane, your take on the housing start numbers. Well, we saw some weakness, but really due to shortages, hurricanes, and all the residual effects of all the backlogs we're seeing out there, many home builders, we're seeing home builder attitudes really soar as high-end buyers are continuing to build uh, to suit on their homes and buying properties up ahead of time. And we're also seeing that multifamily sector, the demand very strong as people realize they can't buy up single-family homes, they're being forced to rent, and so they're building multifamily family homes in areas that didn't used to have them moving from the urban centers into suburbs and further out areas because of a lack of housing that's available out there. So what should we be looking for down the road in terms of housing? More of this or are we going to see any kind of swing back to more traditional building, that sort of thing? Well, sadly, I think we're going to take a while to work through the backlogs that we've got. That's good news for builders, but also hard on builders because they'd like to finish homes quicker than they can right now, given the backlogs they're facing. I think what we're going to see going forward is the Fed is poised to taper its asset purchases in its November meeting, November 3rd, is when we expect that to occur. And that could push, nudge mortgage rates even higher, even though they're very low levels of mortgage rates, a small change in mortgage rates talking to a home builder from the National Association for Home Builders recently, he let me know that even a 40 basis point move, less than a half percent move in mortgage rates was enough to derail the underlying demand for certainly of first time home buyers that we've unleashed with the pandemic. So that leaves only wealthy buyers out there. It's fine for wealthy buyers, but it's not great for the overall economy. You mentioned the Fed and we've heard from the former president of the Kansas City Federal Reserve. What was said and why is it important? Well, I think what's important right now is there's a lot of concern about whether or not inflation will linger. Is the inflation that we're having episodic? Is it something that we can work through in 2022 quickly, or is it something that will take longer, like 2023 or 2024, to work its way out? My own view is that the risks are to the upside on inflation and growth to the downside because of shortages. That doesn't mean it's stagflation, but it does up the risk. My concern is that the Fed will be put in a position of, 
having to prevent a more persistent inflation when maybe one will or will not. It's not clear that we'll get it persisting into 2023, but 2023 is too long for the Fed to wait. So I think we're going to see a more aggressive Fed as we move into 2022 and the hawks flock and uh, within the ranks of the Federal Reserve as we move, move towards the turn of the year. That's Diane Swank, the chief economist at Grand Thornton here in Chicago. As always, Diane, thank you for your perspective. Conversation that's on the money. You're listening to the WBBM Noon Business Hour. It's currently a job seekers market, meaning there could be multiple offers on the table. And let's get some strategic help from Rick Cobb, the founder of the workplace consulting firm To Discern here in Chicago. So, Rick, it used to be that you'd be lucky if you got one job offer. Now you could be facing multiple job offers. How do you approach that and what's the best way to make it work best for you? Sure. Well, in 33 years, I don't know that I've ever had anybody complain about having too many job offers. So that's really not a problem. Uh, and I think people need to look at that. So if you have multiple opportunities, typically they are coming out, they have their own life expectancy in their lifespan. If you don't have a signed offer that you've signed and the, the future employer has signed, you have nothing. And, and up until the time that you're sitting at your new desk, you really should be looking and continuing to look. And, and employers will understand that. And if they don't, then perhaps they're not the right organization for you to, to be pursuing. But you pursue each one of them, not like you're selling yourself. What you're really thinking about is you're, you're seeking a long-term relationship, if you want to use the dating analogy. So you're not going to get married on the first date. These things take time in order for them to work well. And that's really the way you have to go at it. You can stall. I think the stalls should really be uh, placed in sort of a rational process. I think less is more. Giving a long explanation for why you need more time involving I'm seeing a bunch of other companies and I want to finish this process. There's no value add there other than if the company is worried about you uh, going off the market, they'll ask, are you talking to anybody else? It's much better to be able to say at that point, yes, I am, but I'm really interested in this conversation. And, and so your, your delay tactics typically should be around more information, perhaps an opportunity to speak with some of the people that do the work in the organization. If you haven't been, if you have, if you're not speaking with the actual hiring manager yet, it, it's not an offer. Um, and then I think the, the, the best thing to think about is until you get actually the signed agreement accepted and done, uh, even to the point of the day that you show up at the office, you can continue to have conversations with, with, with other companies. So it's not like, oh, well, I've said yes to them, and so now I, I, have, I have to stop looking. And is that a big issue, Rick, that a lot of people think, you know, once they've said yes, they're kind of locked in when, in fact, uh, they still have some options. And it, even oh, if they end oh, up yeah. going with that employer, it may be beneficial if they know you're talking to other people. Sure. Well, let's face it. We hate this. Nobody, there are very few people who like going out and going on interviews. And if you're interested in a long-term relationship, most people don't like to date nonstop. Uh, you know, the, the, and, and the payoffs are different. So, yeah, people will take any excuse they can, most of us. There are some exceptions. But most of us will take any excuse we can to get out of the market. The other caution I give you, Jim, is though, is you need somebody in your corner. And I don't know that your spouse or partner is always the best choice because they have their own agenda. Not that hopefully they're mutual, but somebody who's experienced in business who you can bounce stuff off of. Because the other problem is sometimes you get a great offer and you're sort of like that person who got list on their house and you think, well, maybe I'll leave it on the market and see if somebody wants to pay more. 
sometimes a great offer is the best offer you're going to get. And if it's the first one is the, is the best offer, you need someone to help you think that through so you don't walk past it. That's Rick Cobb, the founder of the workplace consulting firm To Discern here in Chicago. Thanks, Rick, as always. Loaning useful information each weekday. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. A new credit card is targeting a very specific group of consumers, high-earning young people. And let's learn more from Matt Schultz, the chief credit analyst at Lending Tree in Austin, Texas. So, Matt, what's all this about? Well, this, this card is called the X1 card, and it's aiming at folks who really want kind of premium perks and higher credit limits um, without necessarily having to have perfect credit scores. And it's interesting because even though you, um, you still have to have your credit checked in order to get approved for the card, the card links to a user's bank account to help them determine what the credit limit is instead of just basing it on your credit score. So that's an interesting change. Is it kind of a hybrid debit credit card in a way? It, it gives you this solid foundation of a bank account banking it up, but at the same time it is a credit card, so therefore you're building your credit? Is that how this kind of works? Well, no, it's, 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 it's a credit card. From what I understand, it's a credit card that is using that link to the bank account as kind of another addition to your credit profile. Um, so it's seeing how much money that you have in the bank account and saying, okay, this person's got a fair amount of money in their bank account. They're probably okay handling a higher credit limit um, as opposed to a debit card, which is directly tied to that bank account. So who would you say this is for and who would you say it's not necessarily for? Well, it's it's interesting. It's for people who might be looking for a higher um, a higher credit limit um, because they have a lot of extra spending. We've seen that it's become popular among kind of the tech community because some of its uh, some of the folks involved are some pretty big Silicon Valley folks, people involved in PayPal and Affirm and some places like that. But generally speaking, for the average person who's just looking to get cash back um, or some uh, some rewards that can help them extend their budget a little bit, this may not be the card for them. That's Matt Schultz, the Chief Credit Analyst at Lending Tree out of Austin, Texas. Thanks, Matt, as always, for some great tips. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Cashing in with conversation. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Stocks trading higher, and we're joined by Michael Palumbo, the founder of MJP Capital and author of the book Calculated Risk here in Chicago. So, Michael, what's happening on Wall Street today and why? Well, we've got a rally going on again, and um, I really think this one, you know, you always try to find a, a reason behind it. It's just the fact that earnings have, have started out outstanding, and the market knows next week we've got tech earnings, and they generally do well um, in this, and they have been in, in, in uh, for many years, and especially in this environment. Um, so... There's no reason really to sell off right now. We have bond yields are ticking up. That's probably the one scare. We know inflation's out there, but if bond yields stay in check here, and I'm talking about 10-year yields, I think right now they're 1.63%. That's still pretty low. And if they remain under two, we've got a great environment for more stock price appreciation and asset appreciation in general. Now, if talking about tech, Apple announcing its new processors. Yesterday, you know, Google unveiling its Pixel today, uh, Samsung coming out with some news tomorrow. Uh, is this news that should make people who are looking at the tech sector optimistic, or is there any reason for concern as, as these companies are coming out with their new products this week? Well, well I've looked at what's come out so far, and there's nothing to, to be concerned about. Certainly, these you know, you look at Apple uh, has competition, but in the high-end hardware space for phones i mean they're they're the gold standard so and as long as they continue to innovate they, they should be fine so I, i'm not concerned about apple apple is fairly cheap here as it's as it come back a little bit from its from its all-time highs so you know we like the tech sector we like apple in particular and we really like amd which i've been on the show uh as a stock picker and, and we advocated it back in june when it was in the 70s and 80s now it's trading 117 so you know you've got a 50 percent rise but we still think there's more to go in that name so we like that especially in the in the tech sector but you know there's no real reason right now for a sell-off i think the one thing to keep an eye on is is 10-year yields and if they spike and because there definitely is inflation uh numbers that are are much worse than people are expecting but if if, if they spike that could cause that could cause the party to end for a while but right now they look they look like they're going to continue to be benign michael palumbo the founder of mjp capital and author of the book calculated risk here in chicago thanks michael Compounding your interest with an economy of words. This is the WBBM Noon Business Hour. It's Travel Tuesday, sponsored by DiscoverPeoria.com and Chicago headquartered United Airlines, unveiling ambitious plans for expansion. And let's learn more from Joe Schwederman, the professor of public services and the director of the Chattuck Institute at DePaul. So what's up with United, Joe? 
You know, it's been a swirling week for aviation. We've had uh, rising fuel prices that have said the you know, fourth quarter is going to be a little tough for airlines. And United, you know, comes out of the box with some pretty ambitious leisure route expansions next summer, and are saying, uh, you know, summer 2022 may uh, set a new record in transatlantic traffic. So they're uh, they're gearing up. And is this more for the? Uh leisure traveler or is this also looking at perhaps more business travelers taking to the skies it looks like it's mostly leisure dominated and destinations where we're looking at here you know blue chip uh, european destinations especially and here in chicago we're probably going to get new non-stop service for example uh from chicago to zurich a uh, new route to Milan, and then a whole array of services out of Newark, which is their biggest uh, international gateway, which a lot of Chicago traffic funnels through. And that will you know, include Berlin, uh, some destinations uh, uh, in uh, in Asia as well, and Rome. So uh, I think they're they're anticipating some pent up demand translating into some high yield business traffic. Uh, excuse me, pleasure traffic, really starting about May. So what does this say for other carriers? Is this specific to United or? Are there other carriers that we might be seeing something similar from? Well, we've seen United have this stance before. It's interesting. When things start to look good, they're often first out of the gate with uh, bullish uh, plans for expansion. And uh, sometimes Wall Street applauds it. Sometimes it makes Wall Street nervous. I think here uh, what we're seeing is the long-awaited kind of reconfiguring of international with the changing realities, how people travel. And safer destinations, uh, uh, Europe, of course, is open again. So I do think uh, especially the two big competitors, Delta, and American are probably going to do something similar, but I expect them maybe a little more cautious than what United just announced here. That's Joe Schwederman, the professor of public services and director of the Chaddock Institute at DePaul University here in Chicago. Joe, always great to talk to you on the WBBM Noon Business Hour. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Shares of U.S. Bitcoin-linked exchange-traded fund are now being traded, and let's get the latest from Bill Ulivere, the owner of Senegal Capital Management out of Glenview. So explain this and what's it all about? Well, in the spirit of Franklin Delano Roosevelt, today, October 19th, 2021, is a day which will live in infamy. So today, the ProShares uh, Exchange Traded Fund sponsor launched uh, an ETF. The symbol is B-I-T-O, and the performance is linked to the performance of the Bitcoin futures traded at the Chicago Mercantile Group. So the fund, the exchange-traded fund, does not directly invest in Bitcoin, uh, but it's a way for retail investors to own an exchange-traded fund in their IRA or their 401k, uh, and it's easily a, a way to get performance to Bitcoin. Now, the annual expense ratio is 0.95%. Uh, now, this is really exciting because this is the first uh, Bitcoin ETF that was, quote-unquote, approved by the SEC. Uh, and I suspect by this time next year, we'll have at least a dozen or more ETFs on Bitcoin or cryptocurrency. Because, Jim, you know, we have 2,430 exchange-traded funds already listed. And this is a whole new parallel financial system that's being built and created. So I suspect by the time we have this conversation in a few more years, there are going to be thousands of ETFs, each one with its own like sector fund where you can invest in the Web 3.0, 5G networks, gaming, decentralized finance, everything has to do with cryptocurrency or digital assets. So it sounds more like it's not really a date that will live in infamy, but something that's exciting for investors. It is. It is because maybe five or six years, uh, six years ago, Grayscale Investment Trust 
uh, came out with like a closed end grantor trust. So it was a way to get a partial ownership of Bitcoin, of the spot token. But, you know, it was it's, it, it, it had an unusual regulatory structure. Um, and they just filed also today to the SEC to convert this grantor trust to an ETF. Now, Grayscale already has $40 billion of assets under management. It owns about 3.5% of the world's Bitcoin, which is which is scales larger than the ETF that's trading today with maybe 20 or 30 million of assets under management. So, uh, you know, cryptocurrency has been legitimized by Wall Street. Not that anybody who has been in cryptocurrency for the last five years even cares what Wall Street thinks, but it is an important day for both cryptocurrency lovers and for Wall Street. That's Bill Uliveri, the owner of Senecal Capital Management in Glenview. Thanks, Bill, as always. To great to have you on the show. More information at SenecalCapital.com. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.